the hardest part about the business is analyzing those deals. So if you want to get out as soon as possible, you better get someone in there and have them start analyzing deals for practice right away. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 128 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast, discussing how to automate and outsource your land flipping business. I'm your host, Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Jennifer. Jennifer asked, I just learned about land flipping last month and I am very interested. I do not have the funds right now to send mail, but I have heard a lot about cold calling. What are your thoughts on cold calling strategy and strategies to go about it? Cold calling has been something we have been talking about, discussing with the community. Uh, and we understand, like we were talking about on our webinar last night, like we understand the finance finances needed to send mail. Sending mail is the number one way to get deals, the number one ROI, but um, it costs money, obviously, a, a significant amount of money. So the idea with cold calling is you're putting in sweat equity. You're paying basically with your time opposed to paying with money. Uh, so you're making a lot of calls. So that's she's so new, Dan. So I'm trying to kind of think about the best way to go about this. I, I think educating right now is kind of the number one thing is continually continuing to learn because you're not going to just be able to call people. I don't think uh, if you just learned about land a month ago or whatever it was, I think she said last month uh, and start getting deals. I don't think that's going to happen. I think educating is the most important thing, whether it is the course or if it's just kind of watching podcasts, watching uh, our webinars, stuff like that. I think that's the best place to start. Yeah, that's that's tricky because you do need to know a little bit going into those phone calls. And we do price out our cold calls. So they have a price for every call. Um, we have an offer price that we know we're going to offer them. And we do that how we price blind offers. Same exact strategies. We price these and then we call them. So we have a database of priced people that we're going to call. Other than that, Ron, let's get into the show. Automating and outsourcing your land flipping business. Let's talk about it. What, what do we mean by automating, Ron? What, what's automating your land business even mean? Yeah, this is, I'm excited for this topic because I think this is a big thing. Like sometimes you you start a business and it's good. Like you want to be in the grind, in the weeds, the first six months, the first 12 months, but then you got to start thinking like, not necessarily how do I get out of the business, but like, how do I make my time more efficient, my time more valuable in the business? And after three months, six months, you're getting some deals, doing stuff like that. That's what you need to really start like evaluating what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis in land. And when I'm talking about what automating is, it is automating slash outsourcing what we're saying. It is taking things off of your plate. You can automate and take things off your plate by... Uh, by having some automatic email response. You can also do that by hiring an assistant or hiring a virtual assistant. So there's different ways to get things off of your plate. And that's what I want to talk about in the, this episode because I think that's how you take your business to the next level and make your time worth five, 10 times as much. Um, for example, we just hired a data analyst. Hiring is a huge way to get yourself out of the business, get yourself out of the day-to-day -day grind of the business. And that, that's really what I want to focus on this episode. Yeah, so the, the goal of this episode is to help people get out of the day to the day. So they've already understand all aspects of it. They've sent out mail, they've acquired deals, they've done it all themselves, Ron. They've sold property, they've negotiated, they've done everything themselves and they're ready to that for that next step. That next step is teaching someone how to 
do what you've learned to do the last whatever, six months, four months, 10 months, whatever it's been, uh, that's a big step in the business. You're going to see a huge, huge ROI. Every single person you bring on will give you an immediate, maybe not so immediate, but relatively, relatively speaking, three, six, whatever it is, months return because your time's going to be able to be spent elsewhere. They're going to learn how to do their job very effectively if you manage and train them properly. And that's how you scale up. It's the only way to scale up, Ron. And I know there's so many people in our community for one and people who like are thinking this way when they're getting into land flipping. And I think this is going to really be helpful because this is the next step for so many of you who are listening, who are doing 50, $75,000 a month themselves. You have more than enough money to pay for a couple employees, do it one at a time, stuff like that. And it, this is going to, whether you think it's going to be, a, it is another expense. Paying someone is another expense. Don't get me wrong. But like Daniel said, the ROI of that expense is far greater than what they're going to cost. Um, so getting in that mindset of, all right, let's grow this business. I need to grow with people. I need to grow with systems. That's where we need to go. Um, but uh, like some, let's say Daniel, someone comes to you and they're six months in, they're doing $50,000 profit a month. Um, and they're like, I, I don't want to, I want to start to get out of the day to day. I'm doing eight hours of nonstop work. A lot of times I'm getting calls at night. Like what would be your advice for them to that first step to not necessarily get fully out of the day to day, but that first step to decrease their hours in the business? The first thing I would ask them is what, what do you enjoy doing? and What don't you enjoy doing? Like that's the first thing I would go about it because it's more sustainable for you to do something that you like to do. If you like to be on the phone, stay on the phones. If you like to price and send the mail, send the mail. If you like to do all the title work, continue to do the title work for now. What do you not like? Um, also, what's taking up? My second question would be what's taking up the most amount of your time? And, and in this business, we already know what they're going to answer for that second question, Ron. But I mean, there's so many tedious task with this business run that we always say hire a VA first. Um, I don't know. It wasn't our first step. It's the easiest entry point for your first step because it's $3 an hour versus an American who's $20 an hour, whatever you pay Americans. So it's a, it's an easier entry point to hire a virtual assistant to get those tedious tasks up. Now, if you have five, $10,000 a month, $5,000 a month that you can invest for that, whatever that is, Ron, they can invest in an American employee. I think that will probably boost you forward quicker personally. I do. And then you can hire a VA on the side just to scrub your data and do some of the back end stuff, list your properties, things like that, Ron. But I, I, I do think hiring a transaction coordinator or salesperson or some sort of partnership, Ron, even if it's like what Mike's doing, something like that, like Mike just completely outsourced his inbound calls to a partner in the land community who is uh, claims to be good at negotiations. And no, I, I think they actually are good at negotiations, but they, they're good at negotiations and they're good at answering those phone calls, Ron. So he was able to do that with a partner in the community to exit that. Even though it's not as sustainable because it's not a long-term employee, it's an immediate solution to help him out now. And that's what he was looking for. So everyone's situation is a little bit unique, Ron. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's a good point. You need to evaluate your situation. Like that's what I did when we first start. Like you need to evaluate what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. I would assume like my question for Daniel was someone who's doing $50,000 a month, six months. And I would assume you're doing this full-time. I guess it's not 100% guaranteed, but for this conversation, we're going to assume you're full-time. It doesn't really change that much. And honestly, what you need to start doing though is evaluating your, I, I think that's actually probably the first step. If you're working a job and making 50,000 a month, 
quit your job and let's make this $75,000 a month, um, $100,000 a month with an employee. But that's a different conversation, I guess. But evaluate what you're doing. What is taking up so much of your time? Uh, do a time study. So do work a complete day, write down 15 minute increments, what you're doing every 15 minutes. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the night, maybe do this for three days straight. After three days, like look and like, all right, those 15 minutes can be outsourced with a five minute loom video uh, that I can send to a VA and they do that. All right, you, you'll you take a two hours out of your day like that, like extremely quickly if you actually evaluate what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis and then make a couple training videos for someone to do. So I think that's the first step. And I think a VA is a good first step because it's just a cheap option, Dan, to be honest with you. Um, it's just such a low investment. If something doesn't work out, uh, it doesn't work out and you have to make changes. Um, but you can do a VA and then a transaction coordinator really quick back to back. We actually did transaction coordinator then VA really quick back to back. It was probably within the same month or two. Um, so I think those first two are really important. I, I, yeah, the VA is super, super easy to hire. There's a ton of them out there. They're good employees. They uh, they're very loyal, smart, and they can do a lot of the tasks you're looking to outsource. That's why we recommend that. I just don't want, I see too many people doing this and I used to do it with my electric bike, my e-commerce company, Ron, like just, I had a squad of virtual assistants working uh, for the business, Ron. And it's like, I don't want people in the land investing, which is real estate, which is, I just don't want them, everyone getting just so hung up on having to use VAs because you can get very qualified salespeople that give you a great return on investment. You can get very competent transaction coordinators that, you know, that give you a very good return on investment. Just because they're more expensive doesn't mean they don't give you a better return on investment. I'm saying, not saying VAs, I'm not saying that's true or not true. I'm saying they can give you very, very strong, sustainable, long-term results and good return on investment. So I don't want people just being like, oh, we can get five virtual assistants instead of getting two American employees. We look at sustainability, Ron. We want this business to be around 20, 30 years, your business. So what's going to set us up for success is paying someone 48 extra thousand dollars if you're netting over a million dollars, really going to make or break your business, Ron, when they can have that level of competence that uh, we're looking for. So that's what I don't want people to get in that habit of doing, just hiring all virtual assistants, because I think you do need to bring some Americans in this business. Yeah. And that's like the level one of that kind of time study that I was talking about. It's like those just tasks, like there is no darn reason when I'm making $500,000 a year, not talking about me personally, in your guys' situation, if you're making 50000 a month, there's no reason you should be scrubbing data anymore. There's no reason you should be, um, I, I don't know, posting properties probably, honestly. Maybe you get the pictures together, but don't post the properties. Posting drone uh, hiring stuff. And that's all stuff like that's that level one, like with that time study that I talked about, like get rid of that. It is the lowest level stuff. And then like you have the next level stuff. I, You can say, Dan, like what is what you don't like, what you like. But I, I just personally think like that transaction coordinator position, um, I definitely... I think that should be the next position hired in one of those orders. Uh, I don't see, I don't think many entrepreneurs who are like that I see in this are like, I love transaction coordinator stuff. I love being organized and doing all this stuff and talking to these people. I don't think there's a great ROI on that. I, it's a very valuable position. And we have someone amazing at her job who does a really good job and really helps us. But I, I do think that should be the position hired, the first American position hired. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a position that they can do. If you hire it right, they can do a lot of different things too. Like they can answer inbound leads, Ron. They can look at contracts. 
and negotiate with buyers on the buy end. Maybe they're not the best salesperson on the front end. Maybe you hold that down and you hold pricing down. Yeah, I, I think transaction coordinator is a very good position, especially as you scale, you'll need multiple transaction coordinators and they can do a lot for your business in terms of just evaluating deals in the future. Um, things like that higher level too, Ron. Like that's what we're trying to get out of our business is more people in our business to be able to evaluate these deals like we do. And that's a hard thing to do because they don't look at it. They weren't trained the same way we do necessarily. We were necessarily, and they don't look at it the same. They're looking, she's looking at it from a transaction coordinator lens. Our salesperson is looking at it from a, you know, acquisition lens. He wants that deal no matter what. She wants to make sure that deal has no issues with it no matter what. They have two different scopes they're looking down. Um, but that's like the highest level run is like those deal analysis slash management roles that we talk about a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, so going kind of past that, Dan, like let's say someone that per- person's at six months um, and they are like, I'm I'm all in. Like it's six months. I'm making fifty thousand a month. I want to hire someone. These next twelve months, I want to focus on getting myself out of the day to day business. I think it's realistic over a twelve month period. Like what would be like you got to attack that hard if you're trying to like get completely out of the day to day because you need to have a lot of people trained within the next 12 months and you also need to scale your business up to more than 50,000 a month um but uh i guess kind of what are the realistic expectations is what i'm kind of thinking for like you you're 6 months into land you understand land you can evaluate deals yourself but now like these next 6 to 18 months uh from 6 months to 18 months like you're trying to get yourself out of the day to day yeah, you got to start slow. Just start with one employee and then build that up. You have the vision on long term, but just keep outsourcing. Like once your TC is trained properly, you feel good about the TC, then go get a salesperson. You feel really good. You got to take it one step at a time. You do not want to rush hiring, especially at first. Like we said, we need our pillars to be very, very stable. That's the foundation of our business. We need the structure to be very, very stable around and everything else branches off of that. And that structure holds it down. So you want to hire I always say uh, hire slow, fire fast. You want to get this structure down well. Um, so I wouldn't rush it, Ron. Six or 12 months to get out is realistic. You better start now. But um, the hardest part about the business is analyzing those deals. So if you want to get out as soon as possible, you better get someone in there and have them start analyzing deals for practice right away because that is one one of the most valuable positions um, and things you can do in this is understanding and evaluating land. And two, one of the hardest things to do, because as you guys have seen, if you're in the land industry, there are lack of comps. Uh, Land has so many different variables, uh, shapes, access, things like there's just so many different things to look at, Ron, with land. So and it's extremely hard because there's such little comps. I I 100% agree. So a couple of things to think about, like you're six months in, next 12 months you're trying to get out is... uh... I think having some kind of training program, you need to start recording videos. Do not just have one-on-one Zoom calls with all your new employees and teach them how to do everything like that. Yes, there's some hands-on value to that and you'll still have those calls. You need to record videos on every single process in your business. Um, so they, So the next person, it's not as hands-on. So one is kind of getting those processes. Hopefully you have a CRM and it's not Excel and pen and paper and stuff like that because you need to have some kind of process. So think about it 12 months from now when you're completely out of business, like how are you going to know what's going on with your business? You need to know on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, like, okay, we're, we sent 
ideally you can 12 months from now, you can look at the business and see like, okay, you sent this much mail this week. You bought this much property, you sold this much property. You have this much new property for sale. Okay. I understand what's going on with the business. Everything looks good. All right. Maybe we need to adjust some mail. And then you just have those top end decisions. So having a training program, I think is uber important. And then a CRM systems and processes um, built in, it's going to be a slow process, like Daniel said. And if it's just you, you probably have very little processes and systems, but like he said, you got to get started now. We went down the outsourcing, which is true. Like if you outsource and they're doing all the tasks, but while you outsource to keep that structure and that pillar, those, that's foundation of your business strong, you have to have good systems in place. So things, so less things fall through the cracks. Um, and we were talking about this with our consultant, Ron, here's an example. Like, so let me just ask you a question. How do you, from a due diligence standpoint, how do you manage a transaction coordinator, like num numerical wise? Like how, how, what would be one of their metrics? So from due diligence, and that's something we're literally working on right now is like creating these metrics for all of our positions that like, okay, you should be this. Um, the main thing with due diligence right now is the speed. And one thing with the speed of due diligence, so they have it in due diligence and then they send it for final, final approval before it goes to escrow. Um, if they do that from due diligence to final approval in two days, that's going to be two days. If I look at it in final approval and say, no, you didn't do this due diligence, I'm sending it back. And that clock is still ticking. So I'm, I am keeping that clock going until that due diligence is a hundred percent complete and up to my standard of what I'm looking for. So it's the speed of due diligence. And it's also the accuracy of due diligence is really, really important. Exactly. But that leads me to my point. So we're measuring off speed which accuracy naturally is going to fall off a little bit. So there's that balance. Like we need to come up with a system to be able to, and metrics to be able to analyze her properly. So less is falling. So you don't have too much falling through the cracks. There are going to be things that fall through the cracks though. We had one, uh, we bought a property with a mobile home that had some living on it that fell through the cracks. That's due diligence. We had to put that in our system in place. Did that fall through the cracks? Cause she's measured on getting everything out in two days. Um, and that's what we're measuring her at. And at the end of the year in quarterly reviews, where like your average time was 2.2, get that under two. This is all just made up numbers, by the way, guys. I'm just running with things here. Um, but that's the reality of it. Like if we didn't have those systems and metrics in place, we wouldn't have anything to really measure and anything to adjust to. So I don't want this, to, this might've been complicated for people these last like two minutes we've been talking around. I don't want to overwhelm people. We didn't get there overnight. This has taken a long, long time to build out these systems and processes. You have 12 months, like we said, months six, to what's 12 months after six, 18 months, six to 18 are about systems processes and outsourcing. That's a long time. You can get a lot done in 12 months. Just take it one step at a time, guys. Yeah. I think that's the number one thing. Like if you took this episode and like, I got to do all this right now, like it's going to be, it's going to be a tornado of things coming at you. But if you're like, okay, I took this episode, I digested it. Okay. Let's first do my time study. Let's do a time study for the next three days. And that's what I said, do a time study. So next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever the day is when this is coming out, let's review my 15 minute in intervals. Okay. This is, I can remove all this stuff. I can save myself two hours a day. I just got to make five or 10 loom videos and hire a virtual assistant to do these tasks. Okay. Now let's, what's the next thing? Obviously you got to manage that person and then just move on one, just tackle one thing at a time guys. And you look back 12 months ago, uh, where you've come, it's, it's insane to look at. Yeah, I agree. Just move it. Uh, like we all, we've been saying that a lot wrong and small consistent steps is better than just little sprints at a time. Just stay consistent with it. You'll look back in three, six months and be 
shocked at where you came from. It just, it's more about consistent work and moving forward slowly, Ron. But I don't have much more to add, Ron. What about you? No, I'm good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining. If you guys have not, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It helps our business grow. It helps us drive our mission forward and it keeps us completely ad-free for you guys. Other than that, thank you for joining and we'll see you next episode. Thanks, guys.